0: When the sun dips beneath the Santa Monica Mountains, it's time for another Death at Sunset. A Sunshine Noir radio play podcast starring Greg Santos, Max Crandall, Aaron Coleman, Jen Murray, Clark Kohler, Andrew Hader, Patrick Tamasia, Rob Scattergood, Brad Davis, Tiffany Barraby, Brandon Black, Carly Walsh, and Chris Maxwell. Music by Zach Pfeiffer with Mary Beth Kern on saxophone. Written and produced by Chris Maxwell and Brad Davis. Edited and directed by Chris Maxwell. Since we last left Detective Jack Dime, the hard drinks were back, but in Los Angeles, the hard times never leave. But what can you do? It's home. Fires ravaged the hills, rent was at a premium, and the job market was as erratic as the weather was steady. We find our hero where we find most Angelinos at any given point in the day, in traffic. So relax, plug in your phone, pour yourself a drink and enjoy Part 1 of Home is Where the Plate Is.
1: Time to rock, get in your car, and K-R-O-L. LA's number one drive-time alternative station.
2: Ah,
1: oh, You're listening to Danny Pants and the Pig.
3: Welcome back. We're hopping the fence and diving into the sports dive with the pig. <laughs> We're starting with a big mess today, huh, pig? Oh, it's sloppy in the stye today. Now, I assume that's because the Dodgers' season ended and not just because you haven't cleaned your apartment since Christmas. Hey, I cleaned it for Valentine's Day. But you're right. The boys in blue broke my heart again with their 9-3 loss to the Pirates in the wild card game last night. Aww. It still hurts too much to talk about. Oh, you are devastated. I can see your eyes welling up right now. I can't believe you came in today. I had to. I used up all my sick days during the Rambo's playoff run. And given what's happening today, I sure wish I would have saved one. Oh, right. Today's that big announcement from L.A.'s new favorite baseball team. That's not funny. But it's true. The Volcanoes have already taken a huge step. Stop it. I'm only saying that given the Dodgers' woes the last couple of seasons... Everybody hates that team. They couldn't generate a fan base in Hawaii, a state with no other professional sports. On top of the rainouts, the dime difference, the jet lag. This never felt like a franchise that was built to last. I know I'm not giving up on my Dodger Blue for the molten orange. I know you won't, but some people might now with the signing of Perez. For all of you who have been living in a coma for the past few months, the newly minted Los Angeles Volcanoes are holding a press conference today to announce the signing of top prospect Ronnie Rene Perez, who, in my mind, is overrated. Overrated. He's a superstar in the making. Two months ago, you were begging the Dodgers to sign this guy. We have the audio, if you need to hear it. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's a raw talent. He's still very young. And he's never played in the States before, let alone the majors. But his power, his speed, arm, everything is off the charts. This is an obvious stunt signing. The Volcanoes know they can't succeed on their own, so they're trying to lure lamenting Dodger fans over to their side. But I've got a message for Zane LeBlanc. Look up! The Los Angeles sky is painted Dodger blue, from Eagle Rock to Venice Beach. Good luck swaying the hearts and minds.
1: I don't know why anyone still listens to the radio. Too much talk, not enough rock. Instead of playing the hits, you gotta sit through six minutes of ads just to hear some idiot sitting in front of a microphone blabber on and on and on and on. Those dulcet tones were courtesy of the SUV's radio that was transporting a 21-year-old kid worth $150 million over the next five years. It was Ronnie Rene Perez, the hotshot those disc jockeys were just gabbing about, and he was sitting right next to me. Sure, freelance security wasn't ideal employment for a PI like myself, but times were tough, like they always seem to be, and Hollywood sure ain't cheap. This was a job for retired cops and reformed criminals, and crooked cops who were forced to retire. I'd say it wasn't my crowd, but here I was again, surrounded by these very same people. Goons and muscle. Luckily, I had an open invitation, working as a heavy for Super Agent Scott Tanner. Too nice a guy and too smooth a businessman to trust. He was the kind of guy who's good to know, but you hate to talk to.
4: Alright, lunkheads, you know the drill. We get inside, media circus, nothing you haven't seen before. They introduce Ronnie, make the announcement, shake hands, but heads up when we get the questions, we're only taking a few, then we're out. Straight from the stage to the car. No stops in between. No autographs, no girls, no sick kids, nothing. Yuri, you bring your cough drops? Duh. Squeaks, your shoes tied? Uh, I switched to Velcro, Scotty. Smart. Jack, you sober? Enough. I'll take it. Okay, Ronnie, my man, you ready for this? Deep breath. (laughs) Yes, yes, Ronnie loves you too. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Let's keep moving,
1: guys. We had entered the LeBlanc Fitness Facility, a brand-new, state-of-the-art, 100,000-square-foot sports complex built for the Volcanoes by new owner and Hockey Hall of Famer Zane LeBlanc. The halls were decked out in yellow and orange, lined with posters of past and current players. A short lineage of superstars, sure, but nonetheless, signs of reverence for the most talented. Scott led us to the green room, which was anything but, thanks to a volcano mural plastered across the back wall and exploding onto the ceiling. The vibrant red and orange lava painted around the room seemed to almost foreshadow something chaotic and destructive to come.
4: Ronnie, relax. Sheesh, you look so tense. Sit down. Can I get you something? Evian, Perrier, Pellegrino, a piece of fruit? They have a fruit basket. Nothing? No? Okay. I'll have a piece of fruit. Fruit's not for you, Squeaks. It's for Ronnie if he changes his mind. Now you boys sit tight. I'm gonna go make sure the stage is set up to our liking. Text me if you need anything. I'll be gone ten minutes. Squeaks, there
1: better be a banana in there when I get back. What banana? banana? Scott was right. The kid looked like a deer in the headlights. But the only way any of that fruit was going to help him was if it was cut up and garnishing a cocktail. At the thought of it, I pulled out my flask and took a swig. Hey, hot shot, you want a nip? Ronnie Renee only hesitated for a second before taking the flask and giving it a solid four count. He handed it back just in time for the
5: door to swing open. Hello! Whoa! Sorry, boys! I didn't mean to interrupt your little green room party, just joshing ya. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever helps take a little pressure off your shoulders, you know. It's just like my dad used to say, let's have a little drink, eh? <laughs> but geez, Ronnie Rene, it's so good to finally meet you. I can't even begin to tell you how over the moon we all are to have you in our fine city. And oh, holy smokes, where are my manners? I haven't even introduced myself. Zane LeBlanc, owner of the Volcanoes franchise. I'm hoping that you'll be able to add to my trophy case... I'd love a World Series trophy next to my two Stanley Cups, three heart trophies, gold medal, silver medal, ten framed covers of Sports Illustrated magazine, and my Toyota Tacoma, which I got for winning an MVP of the 1997 All-Star Game. But that's not in the trophy case, of course. Still runs like a dream, though. Oh, Mr. LeBlanc,
4: I'm so sorry. I meant to be here when you arrived. I see you've already met Ronnie. I'm his agent, Scott
5: Tanner. Oh, I know you. You make me pay out the nose for a few of my players. Just looking out for the best interests of my clients. Yeah, I know what you're doing. Pleased to meet you anyway. I'm sure we would have been best friends back in my playing days. And I hope we can be good friends now. Let's get through this press conference before you start having me over for poker nights. I respect that. Only bad gamblers go all in before the flop. That's interesting, Mr. Tanner. In my experience, only gamblers that stack the deck go all in before the flop.
1: In my experience, it seemed like Scott had an ace in the hole, and Zane was feeling less confident in his full house. I didn't know much, but I knew enough to see the unhealthy competition behind the thinly-veiled poker metaphors being dealt out. The tension was so thick, you could cut the deck. The door seemed to alleviate the pressure, and fluorescent light flooded in from the hallway as Volcano's GM, Teresa Getz, strode into the room. This was her day, too. Ronnie was her legacy. She put everything she had into getting him, and now he was here.
6: Scott! You were supposed to check in at the stage.
4: Sorry, Ms. Getz. When the owner of the franchise wants to meet my client, I make
5: myself available.
6: Well, your availability is affecting my punctuality.
5: It's my fault, too. We got caught up locking horns a little.
6: Oh, so it wasn't just a total waste of time. Did you even say hello to Ronnie? Yes. Did he say hello? Yeah, I, I guess. Good. Scott? I need two favors from you. Do what I say and don't fuck this up for me. Can you do that?
4: What Teresa wants, Teresa gets.
6: Then let's get going, cause we're running behind schedule. Hello Ronnie.
4: Kid,
1: it's time for your big reveal. You heard her boys, put down your glasses and get up off your asses, we're moving. Every day is a big day for somebody in Los Angeles. You just never know if it's the good kind or the bad. As we approached the stage, you could almost feel the buzz in the air. You couldn't tell if it was the excitement of the press or the electromagnetic pulse radiating from all the cameras and lights and cell phones that were glowing towards the stage. Either way, it was annoying. I scanned the crowd looking for anyone suspicious. After all, I was being paid for this. No one looks suspicious, but sometimes the most suspicious people get- Oh my god, is that Kenny Bragg? Yes, Jack. Chill out.
4: The manager is always at these types of things.
1: He was my favorite player growing up. Those early 90s Angels teams were the best. Uh, Brag, Jim Abbott, Wally Joyner. I can't believe he's walking right towards me.
4: He's not walking towards you, Jack. He's walking towards Ronnie.
2: Ronnie, good to see you again. I hope Teresa and her people are taking care of you. Dare, how you feeling?
6: How could I not feel great, Coach?
5: Big day
2: for us all. Zane, you old hockey puck. How you doing?
5: My shoulder aches, my wrist clicks, and I still got a dull ringing in my ear. How about you?
2: My knees are bad, I got a pinch in my hip, and my back keeps me up at night. God, I miss the playing days.
5: Best years of my life.
6: That's enough out of you two old-timers. Today's about the future. Coach, you and I will be the first son of the stage. I'll introduce Mr. LeBlanc. Mr. LeBlanc introduces Ronnie. We give you the jersey, you put on the hat, we take questions, and what the hell is she doing here?
5: Oh, you know her. A moth to the spotlight, that one is. If there's a big to-do in Los Angeles, she's in the middle of it.
6: Jesus. I can't believe we have to share a stadium
7: with that woman.
1: Teresa Getz's gaze was directed towards Geraldine Rath, owner and general manager of the most popular professional football team in the city, the LA Rambos. She was a scourge on the commissioner and a media titan. She once barged in on a post-game press conference and fired the coach on camera. It was huge news that got even bigger when she decided to coach the last three games of the season herself. She won all three. Someone that shrewd in business is always suspicious. It was the sudden hush of the crowd and Teresa's voice over the microphone that turned my attention back to the stage.
6: Welcome, everybody. We are so excited to be in Los Angeles, the greatest city in the world. On a day like today, a lot of people in my position will make boastful claims and unfulfillable promises. I'm only going to promise one thing. We will work tirelessly and not only get this team into the playoffs, but win the World Series. And a big part of that will be because of this man. Without further ado, let me introduce our owner and Los Angeles sports legend, Zane LeBlanc.
5: Thank you so much, Teresa. The tireless efforts of Teresa Getz and her scouting team are the only reason we are here today. We knew when we were moving to Los Angeles, we needed a star. And oh boy, did we find one. Let me introduce to you a man sure to dominate the headlines, LA's newest superstar, and our new center fielder, number 20, Ronald Rene Perez! That hat fits you nice. Look at you in those colors, eh?
8: I think it's my new favorite shirt. It fits perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Let me begin by thanking Mr. LeBlanc and Ms. Getz and the rest of the Volcanoes organization. It was always my dream to play in the major leagues, and because of them, my dreams are coming true. Up until a few days ago, I had only seen Los Angeles through a television set. Now, I have the privilege of calling this city my home. There is no limit to what you can accomplish here. I know I have a lot to learn in order to reach my full potential, but I promise to do everything in my power to bring this city as many championships as possible. The only way to fulfill that promise is to utilize all my talents while I have them. That's why I've decided to play two sports professionally. Not only will I play baseball with the Volcanoes, but starting immediately, I'll be joining the Rambos and playing football as well. (sighs) Fucking knew
1: it! I'm sure you've heard the stories of a media circus, but boy, I'll tell you, I've seen it. Complete chaos, cameras flashing, questions coming from every angle, a bloodbath in the electric jungle. Teresa, Zane, and six-time all-star Kenny Bragg couldn't get off the stage fast enough, probably to save themselves from any more humiliation.
4: Ms. Rath, Ms. Ms.
7: Ms. Raff. Ms. Raff. Ms. Raff. Ms. Raff. Ms. Raff. Ms.
5: Ms. Raff.
7: Good morning, Rambos fans. It is a big day, not only for the Rambos, but for the city of Los Angeles. There is nothing more important to me than bringing the city more championships. And when I saw the talent that Ronnie possessed, I saw a unique opportunity to bring the title of the city of champions to L.A. I couldn't be more excited to be working with Teresa Getz, Whose attention to detail and the ability to predict the next big thing are the reasons we're all here today. Teresa, thank you for finding our star. I wish you, Mr. LeBlanc, and the entire Volcanoes family a very warm welcome to the City of Angels. Ronnie, we brought you a jersey too. Now let's see what you look like in that Rambo's camo. Thank you, Ronnie. If anyone has any more questions, I'll be happy to say and answer anything regarding the Rambo's organization. Uh Ms. Raff. You there. Dana Daly, Silver Lake Gazette. Has Ronnie Renee ever played football before? And what position will he be playing with the Rambos? Many players have transitioned from one sport to another before this. The only thing we cared about was his six foot four inch frame, his four three speed, and his forty-two inch vertical. We're confident that all of those attributes will make him an ideal wide receiver. Miss Rath, Miss Raff, Miss Rath.
0: Miss Rath. Sarah Inkman, Santa Monica Circular. Is Ronnie game ready? Can we expect to see him in pads this Sunday?
7: I'm sure if Ronnie had it his way, he'd be out there this Sunday, but we're going to give him a week or two to get acclimated and learn the playbook. We expect he'll be ready to play week 8 against the 49ers.
5: Hi, Miss Raff, I a question.
1: Frank Pinmanship, Hollywood Reporter. Ronnie, what are the details of your contract? Does this impact your volcanoes deal?
4: Okay, folks, that's enough for now. Ronnie's had a long day and he needs to get some rest. Mention money and look who comes running. (laughs) But seriously, I love this
8: guy. Thank you, Scott, for all your help. I'm so excited to be in Los Angeles and can't wait
1: to play my heart out for you. Scott guided Ronnie right off the stage to where Squeaks and I were waiting, and we were on the move. Great job, kid. You did great. This city's gonna love you, because of course they will. And all the other cities
4: are gonna hate you, because they don't have you. You're gonna be a sensation. I'm just glad the hard part's over.
6: Oh, nothing about this is over.
1: We were stopped in our tracks by three volcanoes on the verge of erupting. Standing between us and daylight were Zane, Teresa, and four-time gold-glove winner Kenny Bragg.
6: Whose idea was this, you slimy, weasley son of a bitch? Huh? Was it yours?
1: Teresa, look.
6: Was it Rath's? Tell me it was Raths and not yours,
8: Ronnie. I'm sorry, Ms. Getz. It's nothing personal. I'm really looking forward to playing for you.
4: Come on, Teresa. You've still got a superstar talent.
6: A superstar talent? Who's going to get his head bashed in 16 weeks a year?
4: It won't be a full 16. (laughs) I'll sue you for this. For what? Looking out for the best interests of my client? Check the contract. He plays baseball until the volcano season ends. He plays ten weeks a season, Tops.
2: Not if they go to the Super Bowl. It's not the contract? Talk to your lawyers. They drew it up. Are you saying we can't stop this? Ronnie, don't do this. You could be one of the best baseball players ever. But I want to be one of the best athletes ever. Hard to argue with the dreams of a young man. Is he the one feeding you this garbage? You're not considering the physical toll this is going to take on you. You're going to push your body too far. You want to do two things, but you're going to wind up doing nothing.
6: Is this about money? We can give you more money. We'll call it a signing bonus.
8: It's not about the money. $30 million. It's really not the money, Mr. LeBlanc.
5: 40000000 million. I'm sorry. $50 million. Holy shit. Shut up, Squeaks. You tell me the number it's going to take to get you to not play football.
7: Listen to him, Zane. He's telling you.
1: Geraldine Rath had wrapped up the press conference and slipped into our belt, ready to go a few more rounds.
7: It's not about the money. It's about creating a legacy. And what happens to that legacy when he tears an ACL? Well,
2: who says you can't tear an ACL playing baseball? Nobody. But it does seem to happen a whole lot more in football. If you
7: don't like it, he can quit baseball. Don't speak for him.
2: Yeah, I'm the only one who speaks for Ronnie. Hey, I'm the only one who
8: speaks for Ronnie, and I'm playing two sports. I signed two contracts, that's it. If you don't like it, cut me. I'm sure I'll have no problem getting signed by another team. Let's go, Squeaks.
1: Now that's star power. He spent the next 30 minutes signing autographs and taking selfies with a throng of fans gathered outside. Didn't look like it took Ronnie Renee any time at all to acclimate to Hollywood. In true super agent fashion, Scott had other matters to attend to.
4: Okay, all right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for coming out today, but Ronnie and I have to get going. Come on. Let me stick around. There are still plenty of people here. What, are you going to give autographs to everyone in Los Angeles? Time is money, and 30 minutes is a lot of money. Well, let's go. You can go. I'm good to stay. You can't stay by yourself. These people will eat you alive. I'll leave you, Squeaks. Oh, I can't, boss. I teach CrossFit from one to
1: three. Squeaks, you're always giving back to the community. It's annoying. Leave me Sunshine over there. You can imagine my surprise to see that Ronnie was pointing at me, calling me Sunshine. An obvious nod to my bright, cheery exterior. You hear that, Jack? You okay hanging out for the afternoon with the kid? Making sure he gets home okay? Sure, I don't mind a little overtime. Ronnie stayed for another hour, signing as many autographs as he could. We were back in the rental SUV by 2.30. Hey
8: man, do you still have that flask from earlier? You're a little late to the party, Hotshot. This tank's been empty since you took the stage. Damn. I can't imagine you know a quiet place where a guy can get a drink.
1: I think I know just the place.
4: Crap. Are you Ronnie Rene
3: Perez? Are you walking into my bar right now? They said you were going to be playing center for the Canos,
1: right? Does that mean Oakwood moves to left or right? Or do you think they're planning to trade him in the offseason? Geez, Jer, tune in to Sports Central if you want the news. He's a player, not a manager. We came here for some peace and quiet. And alcohol. How about a couple of whiskeys? How about the nice rum? How about both? Coming right up.
8: So, have you worked with a scott before?
1: Yeah, he throws me gigs from time to time. How's the pay? Only slightly worse than being a detective.
8: You're a detective? You must not be very good if you're taking bodyguard
1: jobs. Interesting. I seem to remember a young baseball player who believed his athleticism would allow him to play football as well.
3: I see what you're saying. (laughs) Trust me, I'm very good at both. Jack's the best. He saved me and this bar from some crooked cops back in the day.
1: Jackie can't help but being a do-gooder. Yeah, but if I did less good, I could probably pay more bills. Now, I didn't know much about Ronnie Rene, but I was willing to bet that his metabolism wouldn't leave him wallowing in the drink. But after eight shots, there we were, wading in it waist deep.
8: What did I expect? For them not to be mad at me? I went behind their back. I'd be mad too. But what was I supposed to do? If I told them, they would have never let me play football. Absolutely. They'd be crazy to allow that. I'm a -a one-of-a-kind athlete. Why wouldn't I do everything I can to be one of the greats? Two sports? Come on. Who plays two sports? Bonus. I know it's a huge undertaking, and I know I can do it. If I end up getting one, two, three championships with each team, can you imagine? It'd be epic. Incredible. I'd make history. And if you fail? Then I'll just be history. Either way, I'll be remembered.
1: Before long, we found ourselves walking down Hollywood Boulevard. Ronnie was looking down at the bevy of celebrities' names on the Walk of Fame. His feet were stepping on the stars of Rita Hayworth, Cary Grant, and Drew Carey, towering names that had already claimed their places in the memory of the city's streets. Maybe they'll even give me one of those stars on the sidewalk. <laughs> Sorry, Hotshot, they don't give the stars to athletes. you have to go into broadcasting or the movies after your playing days are over to get a star. And then it's a matter of making donations to the right corporations or something. They don't give you one? Nothing comes without a price in this town. It can cost you an arm and a leg just going out for the night. Ronnie fell silent, and I turned my attention to the shop windows, alternating between novelty Oscar statuettes and full body leather sex gear. And thank God I did. If I hadn't been studying an impressive vibrator display, I would have never seen the reflection of a formidable man quickly approaching us. His one arm looked longer than the other, but that was only because he was holding a crowbar. Ronnie, get down! Now, I don't know if you've ever been hit with a crowbar, but it hurts. As I turned to push Ronnie to the ground, my body swung into the path of a 25-pound piece of solid metal used to break things open. The only thing it was breaking here was my humerus. What the hell? The next hit I took was to my ribs. Oh, Jesus! I immediately lost the ability to breathe, but I doubled over onto the crowbar, pinning it between my broken arm and broken ribs. I yanked the weapon towards myself, trying to disarm the assailant. This turned into a game of -of tug-of-war, which pulled up his jacket sleeve, revealing a distinguishing tattoo on his forearm, the iconic Marilyn Monroe, holding down her white skirt. I would only have to assume that it would come in handy identifying the bastard later. As I patted myself on the back for my keen observation skills, the fist at the end of Marilyn's feet slammed into my nose blood burst from the center of my face and I fell backwards, back into Ronnie Renee, but triumphant in taking the crowbar. Jack, are you okay? My arm was in so much pain I thought I was having a heart attack, and my whole left side felt like I was hit by a truck. I couldn't believe Ronnie wanted to play football. He had picked up the crowbar and started after the assailant. Too afraid to see a professional take a swing? Ronnie, don't. It's not worth it. I can get him. You have 150 million reasons not to go near him, so we just let him go. For now. Besides, the last thing you need is some video of you beating someone half to death, going viral. I do nothing halfway. Even worse. I think
8: you need to go to a hospital. A hospital. Who's <laughs> paying for it? You? I not exist in healthcare. I think I know a place.
7: shit. The last time I saw a break like this was in 98 when Corey Hans took a helmet directly to his elbow making a diving catch over the middle. He was actually crying, but he wasn't as drunk as you seem to be either.
1: She didn't sound like a doctor, but Doc Hurt was one of the top sports medicine professionals in LA. She had been with the Rambo's since 95, but really made a name for herself when she consulted on the surgery that gave Zane LeBlanc three more playing years.
7: You know, I really shouldn't be doing this. Using team supplies and facilities on a civilian could really get us in trouble with the organization.
8: He saved my life, my arm, my season. I think that's team-related enough for the organization to understand.
7: All right, Jack, you're as patched up as you're going to get. Put a plastic bag around the cast when you shower.
1: Thanks, Doc. You're
7: looking at about a month on the I.O.
1: As long as I've got one hand for drinking.
7: Now get out of here, before you get us all in trouble. And take the back exit through the tunnel so nobody sees you.
1: The doc sent us through a secret tunnel from the equipment room that went under the freeway and spilled out into the basement of a Holiday Inn Express. An old secret passageway that someone used in the 60s to do something. Hidden and exclusive. The kind of clandestine fixture you find all over Hollywood. You think Milwaukee or Cincinnati has one of these? They're lucky enough to have a Holiday Inn Express. Nowadays, the tunnel is used for players and coaches to escape fans and media. But something was escaping us. The who who-done-it staring us in the face. Was Marilyn acting alone? Some crazed fan trying to be the next Mark David Chapman? Or was it wasn't an ordered hit? A hired goon, paid muscle, just a hard-up guy trying to make a few bucks in this town? I wouldn't rest easy until I found out.
8: Jack, I can't thank you enough. You barely know me and you stuck your neck out for me. And your arm, and your ribs.
1: Yeah, all in a day's work. Is that all it is to you? A job? Yeah. Well, you seem like a good kid. But somebody wants you hurt or dead. Do you have any enemies? Rivals? Scorned lovers? There might be one guy. Goes by the name
8: Cowboy Bob. Who's that? You just don't simply walk out of Cuba, Jack. There's a multi-million dollar human trafficking industry built around that fact. And Cowboy Bob is that industry? Exactly. And he thinks I owe him money. And do you? Do you owe money to a taxi that only takes you halfway? Yeah, probably some. Okay, then I probably owe him some money. Well, you have the money now. Why don't you pay him? He's a smuggler. He drove up the price as soon as he knew how much I was worth. I'm not giving millions of dollars to someone who kept me prisoner and didn't even get me into the damn country.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, how long is this Cowboy Bob's reach? Can he get to you here? No idea. This is only my first time defecting. Yeah, and if you're not careful, it could be your last. Chances are whoever's behind this will try again. So what do we do now? We get you home. It's been a big day. We got to Ronnie's temporary residence right before midnight, a cliffside four-bedroom in the twisty streets of Los Feliz. I dropped Ronnie off and finally put an end to a very long day. You know, the sun seems to stay in the sky a little longer when you cruise around with hot shots and hitmen, but that's just what life is like in the city of...
8: Jack, this was on my front door.
1: Before I could back out of the driveway, Ronnie had returned, now banging on my driver's side window.
8: I don't think it's from the welcoming committee.
1: Ronnie handed me a clean white envelope containing a neatly folded piece of paper. It read, Rambo's uniforms are for real Americans only. Step on that field and die. It's a death threat. Yeah, I know. What did you think it means? It means you have two strikes. I'm sure
8: I don't have to tell you, but you don't want to get another one. Do you know of any good part-time detective, full-time bodyguards for hire? Fortunately, I did.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Death at Sunset. For more information, visit deathatsunset.com or follow Death at Sunset on Twitter. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends and neighbors. I'm Lizzie Donaldson saying, remember, no matter how bright the day, no matter how thick the traffic, we'll be back next week with another Death at Sunset.